Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome everybody to the first episode of Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's Medical Minutes, a podcast where we take you on a fun and factual journey around the human body. I am your host, Dr. Mike Todorovic, and I'm joined by my scientific spouse and buddy of biology, Dr. Matt and Barton. best friend. Yeah, colleague. <laughs> colleague, Dr. Matthew Barton. How are you, Matty? Well, thank you. Good. Now, today we are doing a podcast different from our regular podcast, which is Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's Medical Podcast. That is... The scenic route. That's what we take on that podcast. Do it's we? sort of a nice long journey through various topics here. Sharp, sharp, short, <laughs> sharp, 20-minute episodes. The premise of this... I'll hold you to 20 minutes. Okay, I better hurry up. The purpose or premise of this podcast is we take a fun, exciting, interesting topic. Only one of us prepares. The other one has no idea what the topic is. Isn't that a standard episode? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And we go from there. So today, you don't know what the topic is. I've prepared. I've prepared well, I hope. Now, I think what I'll do is I'll drop some hints for you to try and guess what the topic is. So this topic has a number of nom de plumes. So other pseudonyms. Nomi de plumies. Testicles. It's not testes. But let me read some of these out and you tell me if you know what the topic is. So what what are you reading? So these are other names for this topic. Like medical? Uh, you'll see. Okay. Air biscuit. Bottom burp. Pause. (laughs) One cheek squeak. Cut the cheese. Trump, which probably means a couple of things. President. Ex-president. The beef. Booty belch. Brown thunder. (laughs) I got it. Bumps and burner. Ah, yep. Duck call. And my favorite one, to drop a Barton. What's the topic today? Now you've lost me. Oh, really? Flatulence. Uh, flatulence? Flatuance? <laughs> Farting. <laughs> Farting. Yeah. 
farting, flatulence, flatus. That's today's topic. It's almost a universal physiological thing that we do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is all universal. Well... Are you talking about humans or... Yes. Okay. So all humans do it. Not all animals do it. Most animals do it. And even though all humans do it, a lot of us don't admit, like Don't it. admit to it. Yeah, but there is a group of people who really did like to fart and really admitted it. Admitted it. Admitted <laughs> to farting. And that was soldiers in the dugouts of World War Two. In and the trenches. In the trenches. Now in let the me front line. So these guys really did like to fart. I... <laughs> read a published peer-reviewed paper and it was and it was called Farting on the Front Lines and it's just a report that compiles all these... Uh, Sounds like a hot air to me. <laughs> all, <laughs> all these uh, written reports of soldiers on the front lines about bum whistles, about farts, right? So, for example, one soldier tells a tale of a fart master... <laughs> called Pipe Nicolainen, who could not only fart longer and louder than anybody else, but also produced impressive fart flames, which I think is where you fart and light it up, right? Don't, don't suggest you've never done this. Wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. Um, interestingly, so one soldier tells the tale of this fart master. A passage that he wrote explains how Pipe once faced a challenger who vowed to fart a bigger flame, but ultimately... The challenger had to retreat and defecate outside. <laughs> so I think that's like the jewels we have. Tried to, <laughs> tried too hard, and I think he followed through, Matt. Oh. So farting. Mm. The way this podcast works is the person who didn't prepare, they need to talk for one minute about what they know about the topic. So this segment's called off the cuff. So you, not knowing what the topic is, I'm going to get one minute up on my phone. That's a watch. <laughs> on my on my watch phone, and you, you are going to talk about what you know about farts. Ready and go. Straight from the top of my dome. Uh, it's, I guess the definition is air that's emitted from the rec no anus. Uh, I'm guessing that most of the air comes from bacteria within your bowel. Uh, I always like comparative anatomy. If I think I remember correctly, there's a snake, a uh, particular snake. Right. That, um, I don't know where you're going. You've only got like 30 seconds left. Okay, this snake um, doesn't necessarily fart, but it sucks air back into its cloaca <laughs> and then holds it there and then farts or it pops. It, I think it's called a popping cloaca, <laughs> I think. And that then scares its predator away. So you decided to waste 20 <laughs> seconds on that. All right. You know, well, you know well, I like my comparative anatomy. Uh, and then finally, uh, ooh, oh, right at the, the back end of your uh, passage, yeah. you, you spoke about passage, yep. um, is the dentate line. You got five seconds. No, but on, this is now the end of the topic, so I can finish <laughs> on this topic. All right. Is that fair? 60 seconds is but up. I'm, I'm not going past this okay. topic. Okay. So the dentate line or the pectinate line is a demarcation point that you can then... Was this in the rectum? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure many how centimetres is in. I should really know that. Maybe 10 centimetres from the opening, from the anus up, upwards. Yeah. Um, there's a line. Yeah. Uh, this is the connection between uh, two embryological points. Anyway, uh, anything above the line, so closer to the mouth end, um, when, when anything comes down, all the neurological sensation would be... Would be uh, Oh, compression. Uh, distension. Distension. Yeah. So all you would know from those sensations would be there's something coming down. 
But as soon right. as it passes the line... So it could be gas or... Yeah, anything. Liquid or solid. Yep. All right. It just knows something's coming. Correct. Okay. Um, but past the line, um, because it, it derived from the skin, embryologically, you have all the same senses as you would have in your skin. So you can sense on your hand if... If I'm um, blowing on it. If you're blowing on... Yeah, wind blows past or... If I you don't pour, blow in your hand too often. <laughs> Or if water drops onto it, you know yeah. it's a liquid. Or yeah. if you hit it with a hammer, let's say. Or if you pick up a piece of poo, you know it's poo. <laughs> or pick up a golf ball, <laughs> you know it's a solid, a, a gas, or a liquid. Okay. Same with anything below that line yeah. is you can de- discern whether it is a fart or, or, feces. or a poo or a liquid. Okay. All right. What? Oh, I, bet I was going to add something, but I, do you want to add something quickly? Well, I mean, this who's the one that prepared <laughs> here? I thought that you didn't do any preparation. So no, had, this is just a just side point. I remember a surgeon telling me once that... This is a very important uh, thing to retain. If they, if 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 you do colorectal surgery, you yep. have to ensure that you keep everything distal to that line intact because it would be quite debilitating for the patient not to know what's coming down. Absolutely, because I think you that's, would know I think a, that's fart fair. a fart or, or feces a poo or a or diarrhea. It would be the world's worst game. <laughs> trying to guess. Yeah. All right. So. Did, I do, did I do okay? You did well, but you used <laughs> up all of my time to be able to talk about farts. So now it's my turn. So you've done off the cuff. I'm now doing my segment where I've learned What's this the segment stuff. Called? This is called Teach You a Lesson. All right, you little rodents. I'm going to teach you a lesson once and for all that you'll never forget. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to teach you a lesson and you, I'm can, farting. you can ask questions. You can interrupt if you like. Which I'm good at. Uh, but keep it to a minimum. You have 13 so, minutes. Okay. Farts, like you said, are gases that are expelled from the anus. The question is, what are the gases? So the main gases are going to be oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, methane, uh, hydrogen sulfide. Okay. You prepared well. And I think that's it. Nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, hydrogen, methane, and hydrogen sulfide so they're the main gases now the main way that we produce these gases so the oxygen and and uh, nitrogen we inspire so usually we breathe it in and breathe it out right but we can breathe in and we can suck the air not into our trachea and lungs but down the esophagus and into the stomach most of that you're eating whilst you're eating whilst you're talking whilst you're drinking most of that gets belched or burped back up but some of it can can continue through past right the rest of it is there a point of no return yeah, I'll probably say once it gets into the start moving through the intestines, start moving through the duodenum. That's seven meters past the duodenum. Okay, sorry, around the duodenum. Oh, thanks. So. I'm guessing here. Okay. Um, you haven't looked into this. <laughs> okay. Um, Did you say you're prepared? Yeah, I prepared really well. <laughs> um, the rest of it, so methane, hydrogen, carbon dioxide, and hydrogen sulfide, that's produced mostly by the gut bacteria All right. that's present. And the further you move through the gut, more distally, mm-hmm. the more bacteria is present. All right. That's the first thing. Second thing is, of these gases, your farts, well, you'll find that the oxygen that comes out in your farts makes up only 4% of a fart is oxygen. Ah. Nitrogen, 60% of a fart. Nitrogen. Yeah, so nitrogen, you breathe What's in. What's it normally in the air? 70? 65, 64? Oh, uh, maybe right, maybe 74. It's one or the other. <laughs> so 60% nitrogen of, in a fart, 4% oxygen, 20% hydrogen, 9% carbon dioxide, and 7% methane. And then it's Does the methane smell? Uh, not re- a little bit. Okay. Not as much as the hydrogen sulfide. So that's the one that stinks. Yes, but that's only 
0.3% of a fart. Bugger all. That's right. And what produces this is the gut bacteria. All of them. Oh, besides what you breathe in. Correct. Mm. So what you'll find is if, if we move, so oxygen, nitrogen, breathe in, can swallow. Interestingly enough, if you drink a, a cup of water, you'll get... Which twi- I just did. You'll, yeah, you'll swallow twice as... You can swallow twice as much gas than the liquid that you ingest. So if you just drank 200 mils of water, you'll get 400 mils into your stomach. But mostly you'll burp that up. Food can contain gases. So theoretically, an apple is 20% gas. Right, so you could get gas from that apple. Otherwise, well, it's just in the apple itself, y- yeah. not what's produced from it. Correct, and also like carbonated beverages, right? That's full of gas, so you can get it from the foods and drinks and how you inspire and so forth. But once you get to the stomach, prob- first proper part of the digestive tract, acid will bind that you're producing in the stomach will bind HCL. to, yep, that's hydrochloric acid <laughs> will bind to bicarbonate to neutralize it, but produce carbon dioxide, which is a gas. As so a that's byproduct. in the small intestine. That's in the small intestine. Duodenum. The other thing to take note here is when you ingest foods like fats, that's made up of fatty acids. Mm. And so a mixture between ingesting fats and producing acids, you'll produce a whole bunch of acid, which needs to be neutralized by bicarbonate. You can actually produce up to three liters of carbon dioxide throughout a meal, which is consistently burped and burped or pushed through into flatulence. Or farts. Okay. As we move through, you've got the bacteria. Bacteria is... Having parties. That's right. And what they're having parties with is all the undigested food. Which is what? So you've got proteins, fats, and carbs, right? They're breaking their macromolecules. They Mm -hmm. need to be broken down into their micronutrients. So carbohydrates into glucose, galactose, fructose, and then they get absorbed through the gut wall into the bloodstream. Yep. Um, If they're not broken down by a certain point, the gut bacteria... Are going to break it down, and up to forty so grams. So, what kind of like starches and yep, insoluble fiber, yeah. fiber? It can be it can be some monosaccharides, disaccharides, polysaccharides. Okay, right. Um, and there's different types. Heaps so, like too many like cabbage and beans and fermentable. Oh, they're fermentable. Yeah. Okay. So the more fermentable they are, the more gas they'll produce. So musical you, fruit. You got indigestible fermentable carbohydrates, oh, and the, okay. and and by the time they hit the bacteria. Yummy, yummy. Methane production, so hydrogen is it, is gas it, production, so is it the carbon food, dioxide. Is it the food type that changes the smell slash the quantity or is it the bacteria type that does that? Well, food type predominantly. So okay. proteins, mainly proteins produce the sulfides because you've got sulfated amino acids. Uh-huh. So what you'll find is 40 grams of carbohydrates are undigested by the time it reaches the bacteria. Yummy, yummy. They can start producing all the gases. Um, around about 10% of um, proteins go undigested, yummy, yummy. And then about 7% of fats go undigested and then bacteria, yummy, yummy. And then they produce all these gases. It's the proteins that are sulfated. That so make the, the smell. That's right. That make the smell. So more proteins, more smell. So you have five hard-boiled eggs a day. That's a lot of sulfur. My wife makes me go to work early. <laughs> and my office... Not the best time to have a meeting. As a, uh, as a charcoal um, filter. <laughs> In my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically how it's all produced. Okay. Do you have any questions? Yes. Um, so the hydrogen sulfide are the stinky ones. Yes. Um, is it true that um, people generally like the smell of their own fart but not others? Well, 
What I've heard here, <laughs> what I've heard, and this has to do with the hydrogen sulfide, yeah. right, is that interestingly, there is a small percentage of gas in your farts that actually comes from your bloodstream where gas dissolves from the bloodstream into the hollow lumen of your gut and you fart it out. But also gas goes in the opposite direction. Right. So the hydrogen sulfide you produce in the gut can actually move into the bloodstream. And from there, it's a gas. It's going to get exchanged at the lungs and you breathe it out. And so if you're breathing out hydrogen sulfide, you get used to that smell, desensitized to it. Oh, Therefore, when you fart, you're like, well, it doesn't smell that bad, but everyone else is dropping dead behind you. So when you fart, are you actually farting out poo? Well, something has to give that smell, Mm. which is a molecule. Mm. And it's strange that the molecule that smells like a fart also smells like a turd (laughs) because (laughs) it's the same molecules. So, yes, it's coming out. And interestingly, uh, Dr. Carl, people who are listening may or may not have heard, but in Australia, Australia, a listener called up. He does this thing like what we do. Calls up. Person said... a lot better. Person... A person called up and said, look, I'm a nurse. I work in an operating theatre. If I fart, am I breaking the sterile boundaries here? Should I be holding my farts in? And he said, I don't know. But a scientific thinking listener performed the experiment. And he got some agar plates. Farted in the operating theatre. Yeah, he just (laughs) broke into the local hospital, found (laughs) found the sterile environment and just let go. Dropped a barton. He got agar plates. I didn't follow through. Farted on, the <laughs> farted on the agar plates with pants on and with pants off and saw that with pants off, there was a wider splatter zone. Oh. And with the pants on, it minimized the particles, but there were still particles. So yes, so it's when like you fart, a, uh, poo particles are coming like out. Like a mask. Acts like a mask. Yeah, your like trouser mask. a surgical mask. mask. <laughs> yeah, wear your trouser masks. Okay. Right. What Do you have any other questions? Um, Otherwise, I've got a pop quiz for you, Matt. Um. Th- well, any cool animals? Or are you going to ask me some questions with animals? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Does it fart? I've got some questions about it. Do these animals fart? Right? Okay. Kangaroo. Yes. Yeah, it does. Octopus. It eats fish. Yes. No, octopus don't fart. Or octopuses. Millipedes. Um, no. Yes, it does, uh. but it's bummed so far from its mouth, it doesn't smell it. Coral snake. Uh, which, which hole is between which leg? Good <laughs> <Not> question. <laughs> yes, oh, it does. So what was, what was yeah, the coral the snake <laughs> does. Birds. Um, yeah? No, birds don't fart. Really? I think so. This is what I read. I'm going to leave a recorder down in my chicken coop. All right, we're going to, yeah, you'll just hear your wife farting as she goes down to feed the chickens. All right, so pop quiz. Okay. All right, pop quiz for you. So what's this? Asking questions. This is our last segment. Yeah, last segment we do a pop quiz where I ask you questions about what I've just taught you in our lesson, right? All right. I feel like Bruce Willis. (laughs) In what? Is it a pop quiz with Die Hard? Never heard of it. Uh, I'm sure he called up and said pop quiz. Oh, yeah. That's right, he does, to the bad guy. Like Bruce Willis. Anyway. No, I think you might be right. Mm. Anyway, pop quiz. Pop-up gets a treat. The mere fact that you call pop-up tells me you're not ready. The soldier, Pipe Nicolainen, was also known as the what? Uh, fart master. Bing, bing. Correct. What does acid bind with to produce carbon dioxide in the stomach? I don't know if it binds in the stomach. And intestines. Yeah. Um, bicarbonate. Bing, bing. Good job. What percentage of fats, uh, farts, are <laughs> carbon dioxide? 
Uh, 5%. 9%, moron. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't get to talk about this. Okay, can't, can't ask it then. Uh, let me just quickly state a fact then. I'll answer the question. The question is, methane can act as a gasotransmitter. What is a gasotransmitter? So the gas that's produced, some mm. can act like a transmitter in the sense that it can bind to receptors on cells and have physiological effects. Like a neurotransmitter? Like a neurotransmitter. So for example, when the bacteria produces methane, mm. when methane levels go up in the bowel, it stops fermentation of other bacteria. It tells them we're producing too much, stop. But also tells the gut to slow down. So it reduces motility. That's a gasotransmitter. What if they all got gassed out? There was a there was a there was a flight I forget in how long ago it was but um, they were they were on a relative, flight uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah in, relatively in the air in a plane <laughs> in a plane yeah relatively People were sitting on re, seats re, well I'm not sure if it was a, a passenger one but anyway um, the smoke alarm I guess went off probably not smoke maybe it's Fire a alarm? Ga- maybe it's a gas alarm or something gas leak um, yeah <laughs> that went off in the cargo hold and they had to do emergency land in. And they landed and blah, blah, blah. And they had a look and they couldn't find any fire. But what they had were like heaps of goats on board. (laughs) (laughs) And what were they doing, Matt? Well, I think when you go at altitude because the pressure changes and the gas will expand. Yeah, because the pressure drops. Yeah, they'll fart in or burp in a lot. Wow. Heap of methane. Wow. And probably CO2. And... The alarms went Set off. Set the alarms off. Does this happen? You've got goats. So does this happen with your goats? I don't fart? Take, generally take them when I fly. Have oh. you ever heard your goats fart? No, they do a lot of burping. I think because they're f- uh, full gut fermenters, they do All right, all right, all right, all right. Farting. Well, okay, last question, last question. I didn't ask this question. How many times do we fart a day? I want you to guess. I've, I've calculated. Okay. Uh, 12. No, 14 plus or minus 4. That's in the range. Yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> okay, okay, you get that. You get that. Between 12 to what, 18. Um, how much gas-wise farts do you think we produce? Comes out the back end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per uh, day. Enough to blow up a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> one to two litres? You reckon a balloon's one to two litres? Probably. I'd hate to think that that's a uh, yours is the helium. Hot. Yeah, well, yours <laughs> is a Heidenberg balloon in Germany. <laughs> the, the, the well, that's all hydrogen though it's, Wasn't that called the Yeah I forget the name of it Hindem- Hindenburg <laughs> Now you've buggered it up for me Now I don't know because you said the wrong name Correct us Yeah listeners. correct us Anyway fart facts are right Our facts on German head balloons are not <laughs> this is well, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't end well No because that was hydrogen That was hydrogen Yeah mm. flammable Fart, fart flames Alright We're done So hope everyone enjoyed our segment this is going to be the podcast quicker. from now on. 21 it is minutes. Well definitely done. a lot quicker. If you want to contact us, you can listen to our regular long-form podcast, Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's medical podcast. Um, you can contact me, Dr. Mike, on Instagram at Dr. Mike Todorovic, D-R-M-I-K-E-T-O-D-O-R-O-V-I-C. Send him uh, activated charcoal underpants. Please don't. I've got <laughs> enough. Because I share an office occasionally with him <laughs> and after five boiled eggs. it's I need it. I need to wear it's two like, pairs. It's like a cargo hold. <laughs> with filled, with, goat, filled with Armenian goats. Um, you can contact me on Twitter. Same handle. You can email us at GU Biosciences. Matt's not on social media. I left it. He's a, he's a social media Bedouin. <laughs> he just wanders, wanders the internet without no name. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you next time, Mike. Thanks.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.